We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Rabbit, rabbit. It's January 1st, 2021. Can you believe that? No. It's 2021. New year. Same us, huh? I have a question for you. Just want to throw that out here. We, done it. we haven't done it in a while, but vibe check. Oh. Someone called and was like, so what's your vibe check? I was like, you listen to this podcast twice a week. You don't know our vibe check. Our vibe check is pretty transparent. I mean, truly some of my best vibes are while recording the podcast. So I think it's unfair. That's true. It's a high point vibe. It doesn't really measure the vibe of the day. The pod makes me feel better. So my vibe check now is fine. It raises the vibe. You know, catch me at 4 a.m. When, when I wake up in the middle of the night, my vibe check is bad. <laughs> but... Right now, the vibe is good. But like rule of averages, like vibe check is pretty decent. Yeah. My parents get the vaccine soon, so the vibe check is good. Shut up. That's exciting. Yeah, well, they're both old. I mean, I have old parents too, but they're not out here getting the vaccine. Well, my dad's over the 75-year-old threshold. Okay, stop bragging about how old your dad is. <laughs> my podcast. dad's old. Uh, a woman I have known since I was a baby who was 100 years old got the vax like two days ago. I fucking would hope so. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Anyway, no, how's your vibe? I mean, it's not like my parents are getting vaccinated vibes, but pretty good vibes over here. <laughs> That's good. Um, you know what I haven't had in a while that could make my vibes better? Maybe I'll what? do that today, even though I'm in the middle of a coffee. I haven't had Duncan in a long time. Mm, this is no. not Spawn, but Duncan's on the mind because we just saw new photos of Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck picking up his Duncan delivery that got delivered right to his door. Lindsay's like, he's been doing delivery more lately. And I was like, yeah, I think it's, I bet it's because of the surge. And he's being a little more responsible. Well, I like that you they're know? not out, like, walking around. It's nice not to yeah. have, like, the paparazzi gather. Like, at least, you know, wait a little bit. I think they're genuinely a little freaked out, which they should be. Everybody should be freaked out at this point. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, I mean, it was it was nice to get a little glimpse. And the glimpse included Duncan. Duncan. Big Duncan order. A big, big Duncan order. Huge. Complete with either munchkins or donuts. But I think they it was a specifically munchkins box. It was a little munchkins box. It was a mini munchkins box. I knew that. I would know that anywhere if I saw that. That's it's a really tiny cute. munchkins box. Yeah, it was That's a good. That's really cute. It was a nice vibe to start the day. I also would love some Duncan. Nice on a rainy day. What, who am I getting nice I on every day? <laughs> I think the rain is going to stop soon. And maybe when the rain stops, I'll go get a Duncan. That's so nice. What if I get a Duncan and I bring you a Duncan? I can no, do a Duncan don't delivery. don't do that. Don't do that. What if I bring you your green milk? There's literally a Duncan in between us. There's multiple in between. <laughs> no, us. I know. It's like why I live in the Northeast is so I can have mm -hmm. a Duncan on the way to everywhere else. Sometimes <laughs> when I'm driving, I like search for the Duncans in between and I'm like, wow, what's this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, we need to stop. The Duncans in between. Stop. You're listening to Who's There, a weekly call in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619 Who Them. Let's start with comments. We have um, 
a lot of comments a lot of comments we always have a lot of comments but you know let's yeah but do we need all these comments yeah okay we do what was we need a good deal of these comments okay yeah okay <laughs> okay 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 hey y'all the hooligan who sang uh lost in my backyard is leah goggins she is in the main facebook group um so she's fantastic and definitely send her a homie or an I don't know her hat. Um, but yeah, just wanted to make sure that credit went where it was due. Thanks. Bye y'all. Happy New Year. Congratulations to Leah Goggins. Thank you so much for writing the gorgeous Lost in My Backyard song. If you do want a hat, we will gladly send you one. So just DM us your address. Yeah, DM us. Give you a little fun care package. You'll you'll be the only person who gets an actual physical homie this year. That's fun. We don't actually have a homie. <laughs> we could write one out. We could print one out. I have a printer, you know, not to brag, but I have a printer. You want to make her a certificate or whatever? I, I love also making have a, a certificate. Okay. But whenever you'd make like a coupon book. Oh, yeah. Good for one back rub or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> those are those coupons that like you give your mom and dad, but they'd never actually exactly. like turn in. Because I felt too mm-hmm. bad or whatever. It's like, I'll do the dishes. It's like, you should normally do the dishes. Okay, whatever. It's like, bitch, I don't need a coupon for that. <laughs> Leah Goggins is going to be the only person who gets an actual, you know, pseudo award in the mail. Like a physical representation of the Who Me. We tried to send one to Alexander Daddario, but it got returned to center. We just put like Alexander Daddario Hollywood. We thought it, it would get back. to her, but it didn't <laughs> get to her. We thought someone would find it. Um, didn't work out. Next comment. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. I had to pause the pod while you were discussing the step-by-step theme song because something about those opening credits has plagued me since childhood. I'm sorry, I'm out of breath because I'm pregnant. Um, okay. I grew up in LA and there was this roller coaster at the end of the credits during the insane crescendo and everyone was like that's the roller coaster from six flags which is in valencia which is miles from the ocean but instead of just showing the parking lot they cgi'd i don't even know if cgi was a thing back then the ocean in and these like crashing waves were coming up against this chain link fence and it was so bizarre to look at and anyway just remember growing up being like there's no way that the ocean is there because that's where the parking lot is and meanwhile the music is crescendoing so you just like want to believe that the ocean is there i guess anyway just wondering if you guys have seen that clock that all right love you guys i'll see you later crunch crunch what a story i love that call yeah the the reveal it doesn't even happen till the end it's the most CGI ocean I've ever seen. It's really CGI. It also looks like if that ocean were to come any closer to that roller coaster, it'd be a goner. So, like, that is not realistically where they would build a roller coaster. Well, it's in Wisconsin, so it's supposed to be... It's not the ocean. It's a, it's a CGI it's the lake. Right, lake. It's a CGI Lake Michigan. Port Washington, Wisconsin is what it is. Mm-hmm. I love the Great Lakes. Okay, yeah. next call. Thank you for the call. Speaking of TGIF. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I'm just calling in to let you know I had to pause the podcast because we were talking about Jesse Frederick, um, the, you know, musical creator of our favorite sitcom theme song, and wanted to let you know that he, that Uncle Jesse on Full House was based on Jesse Frederick and his life and his persona. So that's a fun fact. Uh, that's a fun fact click i did a little googling on this i did a little searching on this to see what i could see and apparently that is not true that is a rumor that is unsubstantiated you're gonna just debunk the caller you're gonna take the call and then debunk the caller i heard the call and i thought it was interesting and then i looked it up and apparently it's not true it was named after elvis's twin brother jesse also, I love that you have in here that Full House was originally a show called House of Comics in which three comedians just shared a house. Mm-hmm. That's the and most like, like, we need to add a baby. original concept. Well, it's also like it was probably going to be like an adult show. And then they were like, let's add families and then make it like not an adult show, essentially. And also, I think that I bet it probably had to do with the success of Three Men and a Baby. When I was putting the timeline together, I was like, Three Men and a Baby was such a huge show. I could see a show about three male comics you mean being a movie. Re- 
um, uh, yeah, a huge movie being retooled to work in a family because they were like, look at this dynamic that we just saw. What happens as a huge if thing. three comics get a baby? Mm-hmm. And this is essentially kind of the version of that. What happens if three men mm-hmm. come into contact with a baby that yeah. they don't expect? Or at least yeah. two men in this ex- experience. Three Men and a Baby was based on a really successful French movie. That's the same name, but in French, I'm not going to say it because I'm just going to butcher it. Trois um, hommes. So the idea was already baby. in the ether. People were like, oh, wow, three men. And then Wait, was it also, sorry, was it three men and a baby also in French, though? I'm very curious. Was it actually in French language called three men and a baby? It was called trois hommes et un couffin. Et un couffin. Oh, is that how you say baby? Casually? Not baby? Uh, it's crib. Three men and a crib. Ugh, the French are so much more skilled in language than we are. Three men and a crib. Trois hommes et un couffin. Uh, yeah okay, exactly. i love that sorry yeah so i don't know it's one of those things where it's like you try to find the actual um citations for all of these things and the citations were not given so i was doing all these other searches to see if jeff franklin the creators ever talked about it i'm just saying it's debated whether or not he actually based it on john stamos's life but it's probably not that because the idea was around before john stamos even got attached to the project anyway okay Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm so glad that you brought up Third Eye Blind on Who's There this week because it gives me an opportunity to talk about my favorite pop culture story that nobody besides me knows about or remembers. Charlize Theron used to date the lead singer of Third Eye Blind, and he wrote the song Never Let You Go about her. And after they broke up, he did a show where he changed the lines of She's Sneaky and Smoked Out, and it's starting to show to She's sneaky and smoked out, and she is a hoe because of something happened that happened when they broke up. No one else remembers this. It lives rent-free in my mind every day. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about it. Crunch, crunch. Interesting. He was a very, very toxic personality back then. I don't really know anything about him now, but he wasn't some, you know, cool guy. They were a pretty hot couple. I'm reading, a, or I have open a... Washington Post article from 1999. Wow, this was like peak years. And it says, uh, if there's one subject Jenkins won't discuss at length with the journalist, it's his relationship with actress Charlize Theron. When the couple recently attended the VH1 Fashion Awards, Jenkins suddenly found himself thrust into the tabloid spotlight. Quote, you won't read about me discussing a personal relationship in the media, he insists. What's the British expression? It's just not done. (laughs) So I guess he tried to stay out of the, the fray, but you know and that was when she was coming up that's when she was like the cider house rules devil's advocate right, shit right when she was just a model who acted and everyone was like oh she's just a model who acts this was pre-monster charlie's you know mm-hmm. hey guys i just had to pause the whomies because i can't believe gritty didn't get a nomination for best non-human who or his lover or maybe sister Brittany, who was like at least as good, if not better. Um, yeah, kind of an oversight. Uh, love you guys anyway. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Wow, huge, huge upset. Full disclosure, both of them were on the long list. I don't know how we got them edited down. You know, they just didn't make the list. All of these nominations had very long lists that we pared down. I mean, the lamp that Harrison Ford carried to the lamp maker was also on the list of non-things. I love that too, but it had to go. It had, it to, had go. to get cut. It had to go. It didn't make the top. The committee decided that Harrison Ford's lamp didn't make it, and neither did Gritty, I guess. My boyfriend's celebrity crush is Alexandra Daddario. Right? What? Interesting. Cool. That's great. Cool. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of C B D, a little bit of C B distillery, that's getting me goes a long that's way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB Distillery. They have, not all their products are for sleep. Some are for relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. (laughs) 
They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. Hillary Hayward Thomas, this is the best Taint Week Christmas, New Year's Taint Week gift ever. Crunch, crunch. We obviously need to hear your take on Hilaria Baldwin, Crunch Crunch. Hilaria Baldwin, Crunch Crunch. The name on everybody's lips. Hilaria Baldwin. Is Hilaria. Or is it Hillary? It's something. What are we dealing with here? First of all, it is crazy. A few people pointed this out on Twitter, but our second Baldwin run-in of the, of the month? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Uh, can we claim this is karma? After Alec no, came for us, no, Alec Ooh, came for I us. Mean... Alec came for us and Sam Sanders because we were on Sam's show, as we've talked about. Because we still can't get over how amazing that was, and Alec happened to be listening to it, and he mm. complained about it on Twitter and said that it was a garbage show. I'm not sure if it was because well... of us or because of Sam. I'm assuming it's because of us. He just couldn't deal that there was all the celebrity talk because Sam's show doesn't necessarily get into celebrity gossip the way it did with us. So he was really upset. I'm just saying it feels like the timing is a little crazy. He called us trashy like TMZ. And I I would say we're not as trashy as what happened with his wife. (laughs) Uh, A lot of tabloids came for her that are the trashiest of the bunch. I guess where I want to start this just quickly is just to put into context for you, maybe if you don't remember, and like this goes back years, how much Alec Baldwin hates the media. It's not just like, oh, I'm a celebrity and I hate the media. Like most celebrities kind of are resentful of like getting things taken out of context Mm -hmm. because it happens to them constantly. And I understand that. Alec Baldwin, though, is like, you know, in 2014, he appeared on the cover of New York Magazine and wrote an essay called I Give Up that essentially was him saying he's quitting public life. Has he quit public life since 2014? No. (laughs) No. Right. He just says this. It's like a cycle. And he literally got to the boiling point where he wrote this entire essay about how he hates the media and how he was leaving New York for L.A. He never wanted to be on MSNBC and tells New York he's not homophobic. Mm. That was a whole incident where he got in a fight with a guy and called him a slur. It's also worth saying he claims to hate the media and yet he's sort of part of the media. He has a podcast. He appears on NPR. Like... He wants to have it both ways. That's what is crazy. He's a he's not only an actor, but he's also sees himself as a commentator, which is why he got mad at us because he has a show in WNYC and he sees himself as part of that. But I think that that sort of not to be armchair psychiatrist, but I think that explains a lot of his reaction to a lot of stuff because he not only hates it, he thinks he does it better. He's like, if I did these things, I would have such a higher ethical standard than you do. I would be so much better at this job than you are. And I'm, in a way, doing this show to prove that I am better at it than you are. Meanwhile, let's not forget that the last WNYC show of Alec Baldwin's, he interviewed uh, Mm -hmm. Woody Allen when his book came out uh, at the peak of kind of pandemic. And especially during the protests. One of the, my favorite things that came up when I was searching for her and kind of reading about Alec Baldwin's hatred of the media was, this is amazing. In These people can't stop doing this type of shit. Where in 2013, <laughs> she was accused of tweeting during James Gandolfini's funeral. <laughs> 
I kept reading this? about I was reading all of this all of the old contemporaneous reporting about that and it's still hard to tell if she actually it's was or if they literally were scheduled tweets because we knew less about they Twitter. They could have been the they could have been scheduled yeah. tweets, but the accusation was funny because her tweets were like rest in peace Jimmy and then <laughs> what do you do for your first wedding anniversary? What do you give your partner? Ours is coming up. And then the next tweet was FYI I don't ever bring phones into a funeral and I never did and I never would. <laughs> Also, there are a lot of like, obviously, Alec Baldwin gets mad whenever I think it's British tabloids are the first people who are writing like Alec Baldwin's wife tweeting during James Gandolfini's funeral, which was in New York. And he's like, you fucking trash. And he's just like the trash tabloids, the trash English tabloids are making up lies about my wife. And it's like, we were there to see our old friend our dear friend and it's like first of all he's your old friend not her old friend y'all just got married and also it's not a lie that the tweets were happening during the funeral you can check timestamps. it says meanwhile hilaria appeared to give the daily mail a tip quote here's some info when someone tweets something at a certain time and you retweet it later it posts the time the first person tweeted Okay, again, we don't know see these tweets or no or can't even really check this. I just think it's funny that when I was searching for them, da da da, and Hilaria and kind of how she'd been in the in the press before, this came up, and I'm like, no wonder these two hate the media. Yeah, <laughs> like, they are. <laughs> she probably she probably did tweet during the funeral. Let's be real. So that's the context of a little bit of this. But what happened is not with Alec actually at all. What happened was with Alec's wife, Hilaria Baldwin, who I've always kind of just like. She has always she's in the tabloids a lot. She's mostly in the tabloids for having mm-hmm. children. Uh, and it's not that the, that's the only thing she does. It's just literally she ha- they have five kids. She talks about it a lot. She puts all of this out on social media. It's one of her things. Everything gets mm-hmm. posted. And she's Alec Baldwin's wife. So when she gives birth to a kid, it's Alec Baldwin's kid. So it gets press via her being the mom of these kids. But it's also like the press loves an old man. Who's having right. babies when his other kid is a full-grown adult? Ireland. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of it too. And you know the guy can't leave the media. I mean, he does these. He gets in fights over parking mm-hmm. spots. He go, he's Trump on SNL. I'm sorry. Like you're gonna see what happened to Tina Fey as Sarah Palin in terms of like that blowing up her kind of star and say I want to be Trump on SNL. Like you you know what's gonna happen. And I and the background of all this, and before we even get to what happened, we're still dragging it out. She was already in the tabloids this week, or last week, when this all went down. And as somebody who reads tabloids, I'm seeing her pop up again and again and again. And it's because she uh, had a baby three months ago. Um, and she posted a photo of herself in a in a underwear or a bikini. I'm I don't know whether it was like a bathing suit or underwear, or whatever. And she's holding her baby, and she's uh, she's saying, you know, her other kid took the photo. Something about lotion and da da da. Link in my bio. We made. Uh, I'm using it on on uh, my son as well as all my children as well as my postpartum body. Something about cream, whatever she posted. She developed this cream, and she's very proud of this cream that she made for her like body. Right, and one of the. Th- Things that Hilaria loves to post about is kind of her pregnancy journey. And is this a woman who can, quote unquote, bounce back from pregnancy in terms of her body very quickly? Yes, this is a thing that the media is obsessed with, that some women can have a baby and then look like they did before even getting pregnant immediately. This is rare. This is something that celebrities can sometimes do. So she posts this photo and Amy Schumer, (laughs) who literally just did an entire HBO documentary about her pregnancy experience and literally how postpartum life sucks, has been very difficult for her. It sucks. The whole situation sucks. It totally stresses your body and all this stuff and getting back to that like what you looked like before is like very difficult right so amy this is part of amy schumer's entire thing now part of part of her thinking what's in her brain she sees this post and i assume that amy schumer is friends with alec baldwin in some way they seem like they would Mm -hmm. know each other she sees this post and as a joke which i don't know why amy thought that hilaria baldwin would understand like (laughs) get this joke she reposts this photo of hilaria onto her Her actual grid on her grid (laughs) right and she writes gene and i who's her son gene and i want to wish everyone a happy holiday season enjoy it with whatever family members are talking to you this year i'm sorry it's one of the funniest things amy has done in a minute you know it's very funny but it's also funny because i'm not sure what 
did Amy think this woman would understand this? That's my real question. Because I would, if Amy was my friend and said, can I do this? I'd be like, she will not get that. Like, like you can do it. It's funny. But like, she will not understand that. Really? I'm sorry. I just wanted to interrupt and say that it's funny to me because if you look carefully at Amy's grid post, which we have, which was saved for posterity by Hilaria herself, who Instagram storied Amy's post is that it's not even a screen grab of Hilaria's grid. It's a screen grab of the Daily Mail. It is a Daily Mail screen grab. Right. So I think it's, and I think it's because she probably didn't see it in Hilaria's feed. She saw someone writing, Amy was reading the tabloids. Hilaria's iconic (laughs) body, da, 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 da. Right. Amy was probably like, fuck this, fuck this, which I get. So so Hilaria Baldwin reposts a screenshot of Amy Schumer's picture Mm -hmm. of herself and says, I literally had to have someone explain this joke to me. I still don't get it 100%, but I'll like it and I'll comment some emojis. So she admits that she doesn't really get what's going on, but then she's like, ha ha. Sure, Amy's a comedian. We have some sort of minor history, I guess. Then what happens is even more weird, and Amy kind of maybe should expect this stuff. Again, we're talking about the media. We get a slew of headlines that are Hilaria Baldwin claps back at body shamers who dissed her post-baby lingerie pic. I love my body. Hilaria Baldwin calls out body shamers as Amy Schumer apologizes for her joke that led to it. Hilaria Baldwin urges true body inclusivity as Amy Schumer apologizes for post-baby body joke. Hilaria Baldwin stands up to body, body shamers, shamers after posing in her underwear with her baby. So here's the thing about body positivity and body shaming and all this stuff. If you have the body that's typically seen as like the perfect body by society the one that doesn't get a negative reaction the one that is idealized in media and all of that you know that is not body shaming is kind of my my is my point and that's that's how I feel what it reminds me of is the bullying dynamic yeah like making claims about shaming and bullying are all about power dynamics right I mean Fundamentally, bullying is when the more powerful person, and this is so stupid to talk about, when the more powerful person in a social dynamic is using that power to like emotionally traumatize the person who's less powerful in the same social dynamic, right? Right. Body shaming is when someone with a more traditionally tolerated or traditionally quote unquote ideal body uses their position to pass judgment on the person whose body does not match that more traditional look, right? So we shouldn't be criticizing other bodies at all, but what Amy did was not body shaming. This is just like it's not bullying when a no-name Twitter person with 20 followers tweets that they don't like Alec Baldwin's movies, you know? Like, that's not bullying. Right, and I don't like that it's like this woman who posted this picture on her feed for others to see and consume doesn't see what she's doing. I'm going to play a clip from her Instagram video where she addresses the Amy Schumer thing. I'm going to play it right here. But what she's saying is like, I've gotten comments from women who thank me for showing my body in this way. So she always has this justification where she says, you know, some women appreciate what I'm doing and that's enough for me, which I think is fair. But also, I think the other point is that when you are doing this to your nearly 1 million followers, you have to expect that some people as high profile as Amy Schumer are going to comment on it. Or is that the people who read those comments and see the way that you're treating me and then they keep that for themselves and that hurts their feelings. And I've heard this from people. I'm not making this up. I've heard this from people. And so that's why I decided to make a statement is literally just to say to you guys, stop, stop. It's a woman with a baby. It's a tired woman with a baby. And you know what? Move on. And I think Amy Schumer literally was like, I can't help myself. This is so. And she saw the Mm -hmm. like absurdity of this yoga guru posting her perfect body. And was probably like, fuck this. Three months after having a kid. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's a complicated issue and there's many different Mm -hmm. sides on it. And I don't think there's one answer to this. And everybody has their own experience with like the way they feel about their body. But like. I understand this, but to, but to think that Amy Schumer would think that Hilar- Hilaria Baldwin, who would posted the picture in the first place, would understand <laughs> this joke yes. to me is so funny because then it gets even weirder. Hilaria posts a picture, a photoshopped yes. picture or something where it's like, this is even weirder, Amy, and then Hilaria and Alec are photoshopped in the photo. Alec is photoshopped as mm-hmm. a pregnant woman. The other funny thing is, you know, she can't do this photoshop, so she yes. had to ask someone to do it for her. 
Okay. And the comment is, looking forward to much positivity in 2021, like Alec carrying our next child. Thank you, Amy Schumer, for being part of our pregnancy announcement and convincing me that after five children, I've done enough. Alec, as a pregnant man, is quite high maintenance. No surprise there. It's okay, Amy. I've got all your cravings covered, honey. Amy and I, I think she's meant to have. I don't know. She This, this is the joke that she follows up with. Uh, and then Amy deleted her original post and I think posted something else where she posted the picture of their family and was like this is our holiday I don't know there was like some back and forth about she posted a picture of Alec and hilarious family outside and was like wishing all of you a happy holiday or something right now it's like a joke that we're all in our in on and and this was getting posted is oh Amy Schumer pranks Hilaria Baldwin it was like yes. back and forth it was extremely frustrating to see because it was so ridiculous like I actually didn't even know what was going on until this because I didn't actually click on anything because I didn't care the reason we spent so much time on this is because that Hilaria Baldwin post of her that her child took was posted on December 20th the viral thread that we all know about now was posted on December 21st yeah I believe that that post or these posts sparked what happened next Mm mm-hmm because we got tipped off to this very early. The tweet, I think, had only like 50 likes. Bobby was like, this is going to blow up. We can't touch this yet. Oh, it had like, it had single digit likes. So a woman named Elena, who goes by at Lenny Briscoe, which is so funny, a character from SVU. Do you realize that tabloids <laughs> keep calling her Lenny Briscoe? Yes, which is so hilarious. It's so They're funny. like, Lenny Briscoe on Twitter. It's like Lenny Briscoe is a character from SVU. It is a play <laughs> on the, the Twitter name is a play on Lenny. We don't need to get in. We, like, we'll just call her Elena. Yeah. She posts... December 21st. She's now private on Twitter. I totally understand why. 1 p.m. You have to admire Hilaria Baldwin's commitment to her decade-long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person. Then, that's not it. We have a thread. A the thread's thread. got The thread's got kind of everything you need. Mm-hmm. It's got clips. It's got screenshots. evidence for screenshots. It's got her real name in there, her birth name, Hilaria Baldwin's it's got birth her name is Hillary. Mm-hmm. Got her parents, got all the information you need to kind of make a well-rounded argument where this woman who has used a Spanish accent, who has said, oh, I moved here from uh, Spain to go to NYU. Oh, here's how I met my husband. He He's talked about me being from Spain. All my kids have Spanish names. Anyways, you have all these things that, if you don't know who Hilaria Baldwin is, show this woman to be a Spanish person, and then the reveal that, no, this woman is literally from Boston, which I have to say, there's something so funny about it being Boston. Of all cities, it's Boston. It's really funny. She went to the Cambridge School of Weston, which Mm -hmm. is a prep school, a fancy, posh, rich prep school. And Boston has a lot of good public schools, so to go to a prep school in the Boston area is really something. And her parents are both just like sort of affluent intellectual white people and white people in, I think, her father's case, who have like longstanding pre-revolution roots in the United States. The other thing that they she pointed to where I think eventually was pointed to was Hilaria's biography with CAA, which her is like official I guess, your biography. official biography, had said she was born in Mallorca, Spain mm-hmm. and raised in Boston. This woman was not born in Mallorca. And again, I think it's worth saying that like she never claimed to not be a white person. Right. She never did brown face. No. She no. was just claiming to be a white Spanish person. And there are a lot of right. white Spanish people. A and lot of so them. I, it's worth pointing that out because I think that that is sort of the line that people who don't understand why people are mad, they're like, hey, but she didn't do brown face. Right. Hey, yeah. she didn't do this. She just did X, Y, Z. But she still lied about her heritage in a way that would yeah. understandably make people upset especially people who immigrate, people from other countries who do not have as easy of a time as Hilaria Baldwin did. Who can't kind of code switch in and out of a culture so fluidly Mm -hmm. because they have the confidence that they are actually just an American white person and could just snap out of it immediately. It reminds me of like study abroad. It's like... It's like when that girl goes to study abroad in Spain and comes back and is like, oh, buenos dias. Like buenos dias. in Spain, we ate tap. Like coming back to your parents' house and being like, mommy, mommy and daddy, like yeah. we're eating tapas tonight, right? And they're like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't Spain. <laughs> it's like, Tiffany, you're from Madison. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, <laughs> and I guess like the truth, like when you got back, when you got really down to it was that her parents had a vacation home in Mallorca. Mm-hmm. So, yes, she spent a lot of time in Spain. It's like it's one thing 
if she was just like very into Spanish culture, mm-hmm. right? But the weird thing is how much press this woman was doing. Let's let's refer back to Alec Baldwin's I Hate Press thing. This woman was doing Hello Magazine or Hola Magazine, which was the, is the Spanish version of Hello, right? Hola, it's called Hola. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. She was doing, actively doing press, actively telling stories that were these extensions of the truth. She mm-hmm. said that she told Alec to teach her how to use remotes. Because she didn't know what the good channels were. There were so many things. She'd never heard of Alec Baldwin. He's telling stories about her. She said she had to teach her family how to say the last name Baldwin whenever she started dating him. Crazy. Because not only is her family American, they're from Alec Baldwin's, like, world, Boston. Yeah. She pretended not yeah. to know how to say the word cucumber. We have very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have, um, how do you say it? Cucumber? Cucumbers. We- she pretended that she knew what Zara was because she had been a Zara fan in Spain before she moved to the country. It's, you know, it is a Spanish brand. And um, so I've known about it since for very, very, very long time before I was in this country. And I um, have always been obsessed with it. That's where she got into trouble because she said, I didn't move to the United States until I went to NYU, which people very clearly pointed out was probably not true because she went to prep school in Massachusetts. Right. Like, that's not quite the truth. Maybe she was in Mallorca before she went to NYU the week that she moved to New York. Mm -hmm. But like, that is not true. And she claimed, New York Times wrote kind of a very good summation. It didn't really get into a lot of the why people were mad, but it kind of summed up what people were saying. She said that she didn't know that Ola magazine, for which she had twice posed on the cover, which was written 20 items about her on its English language website so far this year, repeatedly reported inaccurately that she was a Spaniard because she didn't read the articles about herself. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gets away from being fun because it's like, how many times has this person extended the truth? Someone did tweet something that was funny which to me that kind of sounded like it might be the answer to all of this which is that she met Alec Baldwin she incorporated a little white lie in her introduction scenario and and then had to keep telling these yeah. these lies got caught in these lies it is kind of like an episode of Sex in the City or something like that where yeah. you know Carrie pretends that she is British and then has to do a British accent for the rest of the time and all of the girls get involved. I yeah. don't know if that's that hasn't happened, but that's definitely like the plot of many movies. Yeah. You know, that's a thing that could happen. That felt very real to me. I said this to y'all a few days ago where it's like, I went from thinking, this is hilarious, she's a scammer liar, to, oh, I don't feel comfortable making fun of this person because I feel like maybe there's like something wrong here. And like, I feel like I shouldn't be laughing at this person who's clearly like confused to thinking my final stand on the hilarious thing is that she told a couple white lies they got out of control and she yeah. and she lost the thread that's what i think happened i also think that people anyone can tell a lie so many times that it just becomes part of you you can convince yourself that it's the truth that's how memory works you can spit things get out of control and you can also convince yourself things are true when they're not there was a joel stein op-ed in the hollywood reporter yesterday and i was like jesus christ and it was like his whole argument which he is not alone in having is that like who did she harm here she was just like maybe faking an accent or exaggerating her past and who cares she didn't hurt anyone and you have that and it's like i guess you could make that argument but then you can make this other argument that i saw from lauren ashley smith who was like you're not mentioning the fact that it's like a white American person pretending to be an immigrant and like trying to use it to benefit you without actually like taking in the broader context of it or like what it actually means to like appropriate it. She's posting photos of herself doing yoga poses with the Spanish flag on her. She's saying in the south of Spain, we dance in heels in the kitchen. Hashtag paella pose. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Her whole wedding was themed Spanish. She Ave Maria is a Spanish song, but it's a Latin song. <laughs> like I, They waved flamenco fans and exchanged Cartier rings inscribed in Spanish before she told Vanity Fair that her family couldn't pronounce her surname. It, she's taken from this culture that she loves so much. I just like... It's crazy to me because it's like you could you could really love a culture and integrate it into your life in many ways without mm-hmm. literally lying about kind of where you're from. That's what's that's what's a little bit weird yeah. to me. And what's funny is it took this long to come out because no one really cares yeah. about her. She's not it never came up until this until this tweet. And like we're saying all these things and I feel this is one of those things where it's like we're explaining this thing that's been explained to death at this point. We know what Elderay Baldwin did. But I think I what I personally truly 
earnestly, genuinely find fascinating is that I do not think any of this would have happened had Hilaria and then Alec not released Instagram videos commenting on it. Yeah. And I just want to be very, very clear. And, you know, in the past, I would get very frustrated when reporters would report this or report that or like, you know, and I'd try to be very clear. And he'd be like, oh, so you were you were born in Spain. And I was like, all right, let me give you a spoiler alert. You're the only one who knows. And I would be laughing because it was like, anytime I would say it, people just want to label you as something else. And I'm like, I'm born in Boston. It was literally the first thing that I told my husband. And yeah, I'm a different kind of Bostonian. I do truly feel like this was only happening on Twitter and it was all happening in a subtweet. Well, that's how I felt. I was like, it felt like it was everywhere only if you were on Twitter. If you were off of Twitter, you were in a different world. Half of the celebrities that that they deal with don't even know this even happened. No. That's what I'm kind of thinking. But then they post these, her, hers, is, hers is specific. His is out there. You don't, you can't even play out the whole thing, but there. it's eight minutes of God knows what he's fucking talking about. Sorry. The end is pretty funny where he says, Can Consider the source. And you have to consider the source. There's things that have been said lately about people that I love, that I care about deeply, which are ridiculous. I mean, just ridiculous. Consider the source. Consider the source. And I'm honestly taking credit for his mindset because I think we fucked him up a little with our segment. I think he was thinking about (laughs) us a little bit. It also seems like he was fully blindsided by this. Okay, but I think people think that he really cares. He doesn't give a shit. You think he cares? He hates the media. He hates the media. He hates the media so much. Whether or not any of this is true to him or he thinks of it as true or not. Whether or not he knew. It doesn't matter. He's not going to let the media tell him who his wife is, you know, like people are like, oh, what's he going to do now? It's like, continue to be married to this woman. Like, if anything, this will only make their relationship stronger because now they have a common enemy. I know because now they're both hate the media. And she, Us Weekly's funniest contribution to this was, Hilaria Baldwin returns to Instagram after brief social media break amid accent drama. Meanwhile, the three break hours. was three hours long. Three hours long. Three hours after declaring she was signing off Instagram for a long time, Hilaria Baldwin returned to the social media platform. Yeah. She posted a pic of her kid or whatever. I truly believe that had that this is a prime example of the Streisand effect. No one would have cared how many fucking, I know. how many threads, I know. how many open secrets are there about celebrities in Hollywood? That's Pick true. an A-lister, there's an open secret. And any of them could be as big of a story. And honestly, this is a small story compared to the, uh, the other open secrets in Hollywood. And had they not addressed it, it would have just remained an open secret. It's a full circle. It's a circle. So then what happens at the end of this, Amy Schumer posts a picture. This is one of her funniest things I think she's ever done. She posts a picture in a big hat and glasses, looking out into the whatever with a cup of coffee and says, I get it. I went to Spain a couple times and loved it too. And then she put a cucumber emoji referring to the cucumber thing. And guess what? Not one person in the comments got it. Not one. I mean, normal people got it, but not one celebrity Maybe Alana Glazer, who I think got it, but mm-hmm. not. But so many people <laughs> like, what? did not get it. And guess what? She deleted it because, again, it didn't. It, it was within this bubble. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what's crazy is like they people thought and were writing stories about how Amy Schumer was dissing Hilaria Baldwin as if they didn't last week write a story about how Amy <laughs> Schumer. And, it was like it was like there was no communication. There was no tabloids have no industrial. Uh, yeah institutional history they didn't even remember that they that amy schumer and hilaria baldwin had been in this fight or like two days ago two days prior (laughs) like two days ago they were feuding and so they were like amy schumer claps back at hilaria baldwin and mr accent drama and it's like no she like no she's like still doing the joke anyways i just that cracked me up because it was so ridiculous and then you have you know ireland baldwin got involved which is crazy to me who was who was alex's daughter with kim basinger she she has some jokes on tiktok about how she's like the you know kind of the other daughter mm-hmm. <laughs> because like yeah. now he has five now he has a hundred whatever kids. but she she loves her stepmom and she said a bunch of stuff and then of course what she did which was i think a lot of people were doing was she kind of confused latina culture latin culture and uh spanish culture and then had to apologize but back to hilaria she did claim to be spanish i mean that was on yeah. her that was on her official bio but right. the thing is like again had they not put a magnifying glass on this and made people revisit all of these stories like Alec doing a Spanish accent as a bit because he was impersonating her like this is how my wife talks she doesn't know what any of these like very common American things are huh isn't it funny that my wife is Spanish making his wife's claimed heritage a bit 
Not only, for example, my wife's on the phone with her hairdresser or a friend. She's like, really? Okay, I can't wait to see you. That's going to be great. Fantastic. What time? 12 o'clock? My wife is from Spain. Mm -hmm. And she said, blah, 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 blah. And blah, blah, blah. I don't mean to be racist when I put that accent on there, by the way. And the other thing that I think really is if you think back to the beginning, let's go all the way back to the Amy Schumer thing. I don't think that Hilaria Baldwin thinks that she did anything wrong. And I don't think that she thinks that she was lying. I don't think that she thinks she did anything. She's married to Alec Baldwin. Of course she doesn't think she did anything wrong. But I just think that she thinks she's been telling her truth because it's mm -hmm. so ingrained in her in this time. Because you have this quote um, from Us Weekly. It says, she's completely upset that people are saying she lied, a source tells Us Weekly exclusively. This has been such a nightmare for her. She never in a million years would think of this as being harmful to anyone. The part that's extremely frustrating to her is the contention she lied when that is just not the case. Mm -hmm. You know, she definitely did do some white lying, some li some actual lying. She let a lot of non-truths stand. She didn't correct anything that wasn't true. So I think you can be offended or slightly offended and understand why this is so kind of annoying and also laugh at the fact that the woman said literally in an interview that she didn't know what a remote control was, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, because that is funny to me, you know? Like, yeah. that's fucking hilarious. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports, and in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is, every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me, they're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. What is going on with Iggy Azalea? Like it's Christmas Day and there's drama. It's all too much. Crunch, crunch. This also kind of got buried a little bit by the whole quote unquote taint week, mm. Christmas, Christmas you hate vibe. Taint week. I hate it. I don't even like saying it. <laughs> so, Iggy Azalea, who you know had kind of a secret baby with Playboy Cardi, and not secret like she was hiding it, but like she really didn't reveal it until like no one knew she was pregnant. I mm -hmm. guess that's quote unquote secret now is when a celebrity's like, oops, I had a baby. And like you didn't even know they were pregnant, mm -hmm. which has now happened. A few times Just easier during things. pandemic because you're not out and about it as much. Is. It yeah. is. Like, you're not doing any work. You're not doing anything. So you can easily just, like, not be photographed. But mm -hmm. anyway, she had a baby with him. And around Christmas time, which was recently, she revealed that she tweeted. Let's just say. She tweeted, uh, imagine not flying out your family on Christmas, but you have the girl you cheated on my on me my entire pregnancy at your album party and magically me and my son can't come for Christmas anymore trash so he had an album come out around Christmas or on Christmas I kind of forget when it came out he had an album release party which let's not even get into that mid-pandemic mm -hmm. but he chose the album release party seemingly over his kid spending Christmas with his kid and I think that's what she's trying to say the album did come out on Christmas Day yeah right and uh I know that Iggy Azalea isn't like, you know, the most popular figure, but I will say she comes off as very uh, sympathetic in this. She tweets a lot more, a lot more about stuff that she's deleted now because I think she went back and talked to him. And because now we have articles, we have headlines that are like, Iggy Azalea reveals she has made a truce with baby daddy Playboy Cardi and the pair has now spoken after she accused him of cheating on her. Because it got dirty in terms of her revealing the name of the girl that he was cheating on her with. Yeah. That got a little bit messy. But there was some interesting and fucked up stuff in here that he like hadn't signed the birth certificate. The birth certificate. Uh-huh. His baby has her last name. I don't know. She delete again, she deleted all of this. But it was kind of a, a fucked up sad story that she was mm -hmm. tweeting, you know? She's like, I know I'm hated, so like I don't really care what people think about me. 
but this is like a fucked up thing to do. And it seemed like maybe she was at her last straw and that she was trying to get his attention, trying to get him to come hang out with the kid and do all this stuff. But she was like, I mean, I got to take it public because that's the only way that this might actually get a conversation to happen. But the whole thing ends with her being like, it's going to be fine now. Yeah. He's going to be in the kid's life. The kid's name is Onyx. He's going to be in Onyx's life. And you know what? He's going to fix this. So it ends with like a shred of hope. But I think it's because she took it public. I think it's because she tweeted. She knew. It was like, and literally his, she did it on the day his album came out, which yeah. I guess if you're going to have your album come out on Christmas and then not go see your kid or whatever, this, stif- this shit might happen. But this album comes out and honestly, the album's getting more attention for this shit yeah. than the actual album itself, which I heard is not very good. But I'm just saying like, this is kind of what happens. I think there's really, there really is something to the fact that like, she knows people don't like her. She's very aware right. and openly aware Right. especially on Twitter, like on her TikTok account. Her TikTok account is oh, filled with jokes making meta. fun of herself. It's so self-deprecating. She has a sense of humor. Yes. Yeah. And that is something that she's sort of grown into. And I kind of see this as an extension of this, like you were saying, like she sort of has no fucks to give anymore. She's like, you know what? I had it all and I lost it. I know how tenuous this is. Right now I'm just mad. And, right. and it's almost like she knew, she knows how the media works and she knows that if she tweets like this it's going to get attention i feel like this is a little more calculated than we've given it credit for like Mm. this is like this is like a someone who has been scorned by someone and she's using the media to her advantage and i think it worked like i think she got what she wanted out of it no that's what i'm saying is i don't think he would have said oh i gotta make this right unless she tweeted i mean unless she she did a lot of his album release which she did i just realized she was she wrote out these long you can look them up, but these long paragraphs on Instagram. And instead of oh, saying pawn, she wrote porn. Mm-hmm. So she said, she said, so y'all look dumb as hell thinking I chase anyone or use my child as a porn. Imagine that. And I was like, what? Who's yeah, accusing you of that? She meant pawn. She Is meant that an pawn. Australian thing? Pawn. Pawn. Not pawn. Pawn. Oh, but I guess they sound the same. Pawn, 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 pawn. Yeah, fine. Well, autocorrect okay. has only gotten worse over time, so. It's true. My autocorrect is so bad. It's true. It's so bad. Every time I write LMAO, it writes lamp. And I'm like, I've never written lamp. When have I ever said lamp on a a tweet, on a text? I always say LMAO. I never say lamp. What did, who said that? Oh, Steven was like, lamp is canon now. We all know that lamp means LMAO. (laughs) Lamp is LMAO. The the thing I did find fascinating, I keep saying fascinating this episode. The thing I did love about those Instagram stories is that she's talking about like the, um, like the practical elements of this where she's like, this is actually fucking up my life because our lease ends at the end of the month and we have to move. Oh my God, and I that was, was like, too real. And I was like, oh my God, talking about your lease ending and having to so, move is like way too normy. You know? I know, like, it's you so forget normie. that celebrities it's go through so it too. so normy. <laughs> like I'm having to move in winter too, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I know. It's stressful. It's so stressful. She's right. With a new baby, it's stressful. I think it, I think it stands as a good sort of counter to the Hilaria Baldwin and Alec Baldwin thing though. Yeah. There's a cannier use of the media here. That's true. Well, it's also like putting it all out there and expecting it back and not caring versus putting it all out there and then being shocked when somebody does a that's, little digging yes. about your background. Yeah. yeah. And being that's like, it. Ah! Ah! Where it's like, you know, like, where it's like, Hilaria, yeah. you have spent eight years talking to the press. Right. And putting shit on your Instagram. Yeah. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Who is Ryan Katner? And. Why are we just finding out that he had a baby with Constance Wu? Okay, thanks. Love and love you the laptop. Bye. I didn't know who this guy was. And Lindsay's like, I know all about this guy. <laughs> no, I didn't know all about him. But speaking of my days at NYU, this man, man, the band he was in was kind of like a thing. I asked, actually polled my NYU friends and I was like, who remembers this band? And they were like, we remember the band, but we don't remember any of the music. And I was like, exactly. And they had this music video with Charlene Yee from Paper Heart. Remember that movie, Paper Heart, that everybody yeah. loved and then never Sarah. talked about again? Yeah. Michael Sarah. they actually dated. It was like a semi-documentary. I kind of want to watch that again. I wonder if it's good. Yeah. Anyways. It was her and it was Fred Armisen and they're in this music video where they turn into werewolves. Anyways, I remember that specifically, even if I don't remember the music. You're an elegant little pelican And all your sorrows are stacked Amongst your nest of friends 
So this guy was the lead singer of this band from Philly, which is so random. I actually did a lot of digging to see if I could figure out how these two met, but I guess some outlets have been calling him a screenwriter. So maybe he moved to LA and he does more writing and it says that he went to school for screenwriting. And so even though he's a musician, maybe they met like via that type of project or whatever. And it's funny because like nine months ago, it was posted that they were set to release a new album after a seven year hiatus. And it was posted nine months ago, which again, I don't know the timing of a pregnancy because I think she gave birth in the summer. summer. She didn't give birth now. It's like we're learning about this baby not as it's being born, but a few months later or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the timing exactly exactly matches up, but he did an interview with American songwriter and he says like, oh, during the pandemic, I've just been working on music and da da da. And it's like, you mean having a kid like. You're... <laughs> <laughs> and then I found some great tweets about this that kind of like were funny. It was like, um from a woman named Molly Eichel. Constance Wu had a baby with Honus Honus, who that's his name in the band. Honus Honus from Man Man, making him the second Philadelphia indie rocker, which um with a much hotter, more famous actress girlfriend. And I'm really proud of this. And I was like, who else? And the reveal is so good. It's this guy named Adam from the band War on Drugs, which I would argue is a much bigger band than Man Man, whatever. But he just had a kid with Kristen Ritter. These hot ABC listers love dating haggard rocker men. I'm telling you, they love dating these like got these like Philadelphia rock guys. So that kind of satisfied my like, how did they meet urge? Because I was just like, this is just like the kind of guy that somehow meets Constance Wu and is like and woos her. Because Constance woos at them, right? We've discussed this. Constance woo them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after I saw how much press this got, I was just like, oh, okay. But I always kind of am surprised with her press. It's just it's just I think in two instances we've talked about this. I'm I do think that she is a them, but I think that she's a very frustrated them because in her two biggest things, which are well not counting fresh off the boat, which she is great in Hustlers and Crazy Rich Asians, she got overshadowed by her co-stars. So it's like in Crazy Rich Asians, everyone started talking about Henry Golding and Gemma Chan. And then Hustlers, it was all J Lo. It was all a J Lo. Well also never forget that she also got a lot of attention for being writing those terrible tweets oh those terrible tweets wanting to be please let me out of it she's like I hate this show I get let me out of this or whatever and then had to then kind of got that kind of not reputation but I never forgot that she did that but Mm -hmm. anyways you know it is what it is the coverage of this I want to end with this four I found no fewer than four there were more but they were from like kind of like bullshit websites these are all like big websites here four big headlines that this got they're all the same surprise exclamation mark Constance Wu gives birth to baby girl and then we have surprise Constance Wu welcome to baby girl with boyfriend Ryan Katner this summer and then surprise Constance Wu welcome to baby girl of the summer with BF Ryan Katner and then surprise Constance Wu and boyfriend Ryan Katner are parents to a baby girl it'd be funny if every time you open one of these headlines surprise like, ah! Ah! <laughs> like you jumped you're like ah! <laughs> Jesus. I love this. This is from, I think, USA Today. It says, Wu was notoriously private about her personal life and didn't announce her pregnancy. The star has even labeled her Instagram and Twitter pages, quote, defunct. She last Delete posted, them. You can't she last posted on defunct. Instagram in just, May and on Twitter in 2019. Just delete them. They're Jesus. defunct. They're, Ref- oh, these are defunct. Okay. Referring to your own feeds as defunct is defunct. really funny. It's like, no, that's the media's job, honey. Like, God. <laughs> Yeah, let me call your feeds defunct. I get to call your feed defunct. You don't get to call your feed defunct. I wonder what her kid's name is. They don't know. There's so many baby names we don't know. Do you realize that? Like, that's a thing right now. It's like, there are all these, like, babies we know were born, but we don't know their names. Mm Mm-hmm. Just saying. Like, it's weird. Let's do a quick quick round of yes, no. Is it unethical for Patrick J. Adams of Seuss to tease a, quote, special guest? for their Suits reunion fundraiser tonight for for the uh, Georgia runoff because, like, it's very clearly not going to be Meghan Markle, but it is kind of obnoxious to tease a special guest when it isn't going to be Meghan Markle. Please discuss. Or not. You know, frankly, this just might be too amusing. Okay, bye. Is it unethical to clearly tease Meghan Markle and then not have your special guest be Meghan Markle? Yes. Did they raise money? Yes. Is it unethical? Yes. yes it's unethical. <laughs> Who was the special guest? Who was the special guest? I don't even know. Well, Lindsay, do you want to know? The actual special guests were allegedly Zachary Quinto, 
Jesse Tyler Ferguson. No, it wasn't. It was. And the creator of Suits, Aaron Court. No. If I showed up expecting Meghan Markle and I got Jesse Tyler sorry, was Ferguson. Was Jesse Tyler Ferguson on Suits? No. He's just a special guest. I guess guest. it was just like a, just right. a special guest. Spe- very special. Could have really fooled it me. It wasn't Meghan Markle. That. It was Jesse Tucker Ferguson. And yes, I would call that unethical. That's a yes. It's unethical. Okay. That's unethical. But I'm so happy they raised money for charity. Okay, next question. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, character actor question for you. Does Jeremy Strong know who Mark Strong is? I looked him up and there's no nepotism. They're, they're not related. But I was wondering if they know each other. And who would know who? Uh you guys would know best. Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Thank you for doing our work. I don't have to look up to see if they were related. I'll take your word for it. I trust you. You seem trustworthy. Jeremy Strong, Succession star, Mark Strong, English Stanley Tucci. Do they know each other? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're bo- they both They sure. both seem extremely serious. These are British people. They know each other, right? Jeremy Strong is British. He's British? Jeremy Strong is quite American. He's from Boston, Lindsay. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's from Boston. Oh my God, he's from Sudbury. Yeah, okay, no, he's, cool. yeah, he's yeah, Hilaria yeah. Thomas's right. best friend. He went to Yale, right? Of course, sure. They went to high school together. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, okay, they definitely so know each other. Yeah. Does Jeremy Strong know Mark Strong? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yes. Fine. I think they both like take the craft seriously, and probably Mark Strong watches Succession and is like, "Yes, you pay attention to people with their last name. It pops up. It <laughs> it rings a long alarm bell." let's just say yes okay yes the answer is yes okay let's end this actually because i don't even this show this episode this episode is all over the place we got a lot of call you're doing Mm. amazing sweeties happening um oh wait do we actually want to end with this let's let's end with this this is fun you know let's just let's just end with this because let's just close the thread what do you think hilaria baldwin's dunkin donut order is oh my god i hate this (laughs) okay here's what it is (laughs) I hate this. I have an answer. I have an answer. What is it? Medium, cold brew, nothing else. <laughs> well, see, my question was going to be, it was definitely, I I was going to say cold brew. Nothing I was going to say small. I think medium makes more sense. Because yes, the woman is from Boston. Yes, she suffers from the same disease that I do, which is being from Boston. But I still think she seeks out a Starbucks. And when Starbucks is not available, she goes to Dunkin' and she's like, oh, fine. Just give me a cold brew, nothing. Even if she does eat dairy, it probably has to be organic, and she doesn't trust the dairy at Dunkin'. Well, now they but have does, oat exactly. milk, so maybe she so tried does the she oat, do milk. oat milk. Did she try the oat milk? Maybe she would that, do like a splash. That plant oh, fine, just oat a, milk. Splash. a splash. A splash of oat milk, fine. A splash. a splash. But first she asks, is it sweetened? And then if Dunkin' says, it's unsweetened oat milk, then she goes, a splash? Please, just a small splash? <laughs> Your smallest of splashes. But then she has to get Alec a small, hot coffee black no cream no sugar oh yeah, <laughs> yeah <I guess> <laughs> if you think alec baldwin yeah. puts anything in his coffee yeah yeah alec baldwin is probably yeah. a complete masochist when it comes to coffee he wants it yeah. burnt right too hot but you know if she's out here denying her boston heritage she's not seeking out dunkin donuts if anything she's staying far away she's the opposite of ben affleck she's like i don't know her alec you know i only drink la colombe La Colombe. And she thinks La Colombe is like Spanish, but really it's like, sweetie, La Colombe was started in Philadelphia. <laughs> but she's yeah, like, okay. but listen to how it sounds. Well, that's kind of like her heritage. Yeah. Okay, but but Boston and, and Spain. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. 619, who, them, call in questions, comments, concerns. Call in if you are Alec Baldwin. We could use your comment on the next show. We'll play it in full. Oh my God, don't call in if you're Pay Alec Baldwin. Pay attention to oh the call you're doing God. amazing. He already blocked us this. both on Twitter yeah. separately. Did you yeah, notice that? But not actually Not the Who Weekly account, which I loved. It was delicious that he didn't block the Who Weekly account. Yeah. Uh, there are call you're doing amazing sweeties at the Delicious. end of this. They're great. Support our Patreon at patreon.com slash weekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. And um we'll be back on Tuesday with another episode. Happy 2021. Happy New Year. Oh my god, happy 2021. New rabbit year. rabbit. Bye. Rabbit rabbit as Sarah Jessica Parker yes. says. Goodbye. Bye. Hey. Lindsay Bobby, I'm reading this Grub Street article about the Bucatini shortage, and they don't mention Emily Ratajkowski one time. What is going on? Is there like a cover-up? Can you guys get to the bottom of this? Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Doritos 3D are back. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Okay, major question. 
I was just driving along in my car, and I thought to myself, is it an odometer or a speedometer? I don't know the difference. What's the difference between odometer and speedometer? And who's with them? Odometers and speedometers. I'm dying to know. <laughs> Let me know. Okay, crunchy, crunchy. Me in my car. Bye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, long time, long time. It's Christmas Eve, and I'm not doing much, but I did have a question. Are Rolos a who or a them? The candy Rolos. Or Rolo. I feel like they're a who, but I remember there was a McFlurry that was, and that's Vemi. Can you discuss if Rolos are a who or a them? Thank you, uh, women don't belong in balloons. Bye. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, so up until today, I thought that, I thought that Tracy Letts and Trace Lissette were the same person. Like, I didn't know who Tracy Letts was. And I kind of just thought people were saying Trace Lissette. Um, but I have now learned that Tracy Letts is like, I guess, like a them. Trace Lissette's definitely a who. Um, but I thought it was all Trace Lissette. That's all. Um, crunch, crunch.